0: Hello and welcome to Movie of the Year, the only podcast on the internet that has the science and the screaming to figure out what is the greatest movie of any given year. My name is Ryan and tonight is a very special night because we are going to forego doing old ass movies that nobody cares about. And continue in our very special series, Movie of the Year 2020. Locked My out. name is Ryan. Did I say that already?
1: Yes.
2: I'm, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I was, I'm blocked out. What?
0: Okay. So I need you guys to wake <laughs> up real quick. I'm going to start with introducing Tompkins and it's give me, Simone Tompkins. a second to wake up a little bit. Tompkins, how are you feeling tonight?
1: I'm great. I am stress-free, uh, rising and grinding, as they say, getting that bread. I love it.
0: Okay, now, Tompkins, you are in competition tonight for yes. a movie called Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always.
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: and I'm a little nervous about you winning tonight, so Tompkins, I'm going to give you a point right off the bat. <laughs> um, you have never won any of this before. I've done so...
1: two, although one was about my own poetry, so it really, that counts for more than one, I guess.
0: <laughs> so, but like, Ophir, though, right? Yes, Okay, so you said that you were going to bring in the easiest competition you could possibly <laughs> find. Yeah, the and opposite with of us, a ringer. with us tonight is Simone. Simone, how are you?
2: I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited.
1: Simone. And, uh,
0: There's your point.
1: Wow!
2: <laughs> yeah. She sounds oh, hot. Oh, we're high-tech,
1: baby. I love so her. G-
0: this, is in a, this is a competition, guys, so you will be battling it out to see who likes uh, a movie about abortion the best <laughs> and who can talk about it better than the other one. yeah (sighs) yeah all right so before we get into the nitty-gritty of this movie just overall thoughts how did we think this movie worked simone
2: i thought this movie worked tremendously well um i loved it and uh didn't know it was about abortion till just now Um, (laughs) it's subtle yeah i thought she was getting her first tattoo uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it's like why the yeah so why the this is awkward it makes a little more sense now but mm. no i thought it, i thought it really i thought it was a tremendous film and i um you know was emotionally gripped the entire time even though it was uh not even a, there was barely any dialogue and i was riveted the whole time
1: yeah, what what were those? But what, what what it was it was kind of a thing in comedy for what were they call like shoegaze movies or whatever like those oh, those know. really uh, there was those two brothers who kept making them. Come on, yeah, man.
0: the Duplass brothers, yeah, this the Mumblecore,
1: like, th- yeah, Mumblecore. This was like a Mumblecore drama almost. Mm-hmm. There was in that it had almost no palpable drama. Um, it also in another yeah, sense it definitely
0: didn't have melodrama. No melodrama. You know? like, and, yeah, and it was like it
2: had no monologues. There wasn't a single yeah. monologue. Which
0: Nothing is hard because I say. don't know how to think about things now. Like yeah. if the director or the characters aren't monologuing to me, how am I supposed to believe <laughs> you need about?
1: To things? Turn your ass to camera and tell me what I. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, another. It was well, also like
2: wow. How did I get in this situation? <laughs> 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 it's just staring into the camera.
1: Yeah, it was also a like a horror movie in, in yes. a lot of ways. Yes. Um where the every time you see a man it's like when the ghost pops up in the back for like the first half of a horror film. Yeah. But it's it, called uh, it's realism though. So yeah. if
0: men are that scary, how could it be realistic,
1: Tompkins? <laughs> well, I, we'll we'll get into that later cuz that was the other part that just like fucked me right up.
2: Well, on I mean that as a woman, I can say that is what it fucking feels like to walk around uh, when you're that age because you are just plump, <laughs> smooth, ripe, bait. I'm,
1: I'm laughing at the internet glitch, not the content of...
2: You should laugh at it. It's okay. really fucking silly. <laughs> you're just walking around like a juicy plum. Yeah. And every... Like a man, juicy you- plum and
1: an ice pox.
2: Yeah, and every man you see is like, I could go for a plum today. <laughs> 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 there, it it's no, but really though, it 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 becomes. I mean, like, not to get too like, but I get catcalled even wearing my fucking COVID nineteen mask where you can't see any part of my face but my eyes and I'm wearing like we a need. coat and that's all I need baby like <laughs> and it and it really does feel like dodging a minefield um walking around in New York
1: Yeah I mean the 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 like tone that they set up is is it's they do it really well if a man is on camera he's going to find a way to be creepy and the way that they find the, the way that they manage to be creepy is going to be predictable and surprising at the same time.
0: Yeah. And then watching them like get out of the
1: situation. It's like, yeah, yeah. good. Get out
0: of there. Right. Where are you going to go? You're just going to go to another situation with a different sleazy dude who's sleazy in a different way. Barely, right. like mostly the same.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and when I was, that's a really cool way of thinking about it, is that it, it's like, it's, it's a it's a it could be a very tropey movie of like the abusive predator stepdad who's like a drunk like that's been done a lot but the scene with him and the dog like that is not you've never seen that kind of thing before like it but it just it did an amazing job of 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 setting up exactly what the situation was in a way where you're watching it like i was watching it and i was like ugh, what a skis like Disgusting, and then later in the movie, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, because of that earlier scene, and it, it, yeah. it was really different.
0: All right, everyone, stop. <laughs> we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna talk about literally this exact same thing, but with a big long introduction from me.
1: Never gonna give you-
0: Rent on the regular platforms, never rarely, sometimes always, is the third feature from Beach Rats director Eliza Hittman. Winner of awards at both the Sundance and Berlin Film Festivals, it tells the story of Autumn, played by newcomer Sydney Flanagan, a 17 year old girl who can't get an abortion in her rural Pennsylvania hometown because if you're a minor, your parents must be alerted. Luckily, Autumn has Skyler, her best friend and cousin, who steals money from their grocery store job to get her to New York, where the abortion laws are less strict. Taste buds, I ask you this: We often don't consider the world-building aspects of films this buried in realism. Why would we? It's our world. But let's take a look at this film's first twenty minutes or so. What does the movie do to let
1: us know what world we're in, and how effective is it? Yeah, the the I mean, I'm thinking of the the opening scene, which is almost surreal. Um, which you have a bunch of kids at like a duop-themed talent show. Um, performing innocence and then you have autumn come out and just completely i don't know if she's unwilling or unable to do it um and and that's like a question that kind of goes on throughout the film but she's she's playing an oldie song but she's doing like a sad fucked up cover of it and really sticking out and you you kind of it's weird that it leaps from that place. Like I was kind of set up for this movie to be doing more surreal stuff, but the rest of the movie from there is for the most part, super low key, super down to earth, super real. It just gives you this really weird note to start out on.
2: And it also, I mean, what's interesting is that looking at the first 20 minutes after having already seen the rest of the film, you realize that that first scene where she's singing is the only time she exhibits any personality the entire film and right away right off right off the bat is you know singing her heart out and it's immediately slapped down and rejected by an asshole man in the audience yeah Um,
0: who nobody reacts to at all like some guy screams sled at her and then it cuts to other parts of the audience and nobody is upset at all they're like well yeah you know that happens. That's just how yeah. it works. Yeah, it's
1: that weird non-react. Just keeps of, going. Yeah, it's it's not qu- like no one is like ha ha yeah woo right. But they're also it's that thing you kind of do when you feel like maybe someone has done something slightly distasteful, but you don't want to rock the boat any further. Right.
0: You don't want to make it a bigger scene, so you just let that happen and never do anything about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. and she doesn't cry and run off stage. She doesn't. Like dissolve, like st- keep going, and then kind of break down. She just soldiers right through and finishes her song. Uh,
0: See, this is she- where I think we get the personality about her: is that right. she, she is she's flat ish, right? Like she doesn't, she's not bombastic. But um, the fact that she took it and she she heard that word "slut" and then she took a deep breath and then she just kept going is the movie in a nutshell. You know, like yeah. no matter what, I'm gonna pump. I'm you know, I'm gonna get through this. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she has uh like a strong survivor mentality and then later on in the movie you see times where it like that same attitude gets like complicated a little bit. Um once she's once she's with Skyler. Um but yeah, as, as far as like the 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 first 20 minutes go, like the the world that it sets up. I mean, just the idea that like um again you know like watching this as a man it's like it's so easy to be surprised by this thing that at this point there's like no real excuse to be surprised by but just Mm -hmm. the feeling of constant danger and not necessarily physical danger but just this you know like one of the the, one of the first scenes you get with skylar she's checking out her cashier job and she makes like an offhanded comment to a guy because it looks like he's planning a party she's just trying to make small talk and immediately it's like oh fuck Shouldn't have done that. Now he's like trying to get my number, and sh- so so it's just this like constant tense and danger, where like the the degree of danger varies wildly from moment to moment, but it's never gone. And
0: I'm right. I'm gonna guess that, that that Skylar is not 20 like she says in the movie, but much, she
2: looks 16 or 17. Yeah,
0: yeah, but and that guy was probably. Five times that age, uh, <laughs> face ripped apart by the sun, like borderline homeless. It was, doesn't they, they miss a beat. Steve, He's just like, hey, they got baby. Steve
2: Bannon to play that role. It was Steve Bannon in, in the Simone. Checkout county <laughs> section. Um, yeah. And, and, and that happens a lot. I mean, it's, it, it, it's what, what's interesting is that a man who is, um, you know, preying on a, a young woman. Is not doing so because the moment is sexual. There's no there's nothing sexual about her standing there ringing up his groceries saying, oh, are you planning a party? But he takes that moment.
1: She talked to me.
2: Yeah. She she said said words right to me. me. Yeah, she acknowledged my existence and that's my opening to sexualize her and yeah. invite her to a party and maybe have sex with her. And that's the that that violence that walking around with that low level just foundational danger built in where it's just like my existence and registering another man's existence is an invitation for them to sexualize me is the what's so terrifying about what happens when you gain your sexuality? is Simone.
0: Kid. And we don't have any evidence of this in the movie because it's not a blow-up movie. There's not, like, explosions of, you know, feelings and drama. But you can see on Skylar's face, if I... I she has experience with telling a guy like that what she wants to say. Like, fuck no, dude. Get the fuck out of here. And then how guys like that will typically react in that situation, you know, where they're not going to be like, oh, I am so sorry, I misunderstood right. the signs, and I will be on my way. That is not how it goes down.
1: Yeah, w- with Skylar specifically, the the way her character works, it's, it's that you get the sense that she's has realized and is in the process of further realizing that she has what feels in some ways like a terrible power because Tompkins. she knows, you know, like, if I say anything, if, like, the way that she interacts with people around her is much more active and engaged than the way Autumn does. And a lot of it, it's because she's like, I have no choice. I'm already caught up in this thing. In some weird ways, I can potentially use that to my benefit or to get out of the situation. But she's, this feeling of like, that she is wise beyond her years because she has had to deal with this so much already is like very much there.
2: Yeah, and women use it i mean you don't even like autumn you know she's a beautiful young act or those girls are beautiful young actresses but what you don't even have to be yeah um every single young woman has um batted her eyelashes in order to get something because uh she knew she could um and I'm saying that as someone who's done that. I mean, every any and, and it could be tiny. It's not like getting a bus ticket necessarily, getting someone to pay something for you. But um it could even just be it it could be the, the, the smallest, most um innocent thing. Well, but every single woman has done that at one point in their lives. Every single woman. I, I because I, oh, it's the ahead. only way to regain that power imbalance um of the violent. because you cannot defend yourself against um you know, the the physicality of a of a man. But you can play into it enough to hold power over the moment.
1: Yeah, I, I also think in a movie that was handling different Simone. subject matter or that took place in a less screwed up world, that imbalance of power that's constantly shifting is a natural thing of how, like, even, I think, like, healthy, like, flirting and stuff goes is you feel this tension between, like you know, like, oh, it's it's weird, I have so much power over this person, but then it feels like they have so much, it's going back and forth. This movie is, like, not taking place in that world at all. This is, like, the fully perverted, fucked-up version of it. Yeah. And so, like, what you're talking about, like, you know, like, oh, everyone's better. Like, it's interesting to hear you talk about it, because it's, like, it, it's, like, why why would that even be something that you need to feel like you're confessing or that's guilty? But then, that the the, the fucking ecosystem is so fucked up that (laughs) even just saying yeah
2: i remember doing that uh at at, when i was 14 years old with my math teacher yeah like like literally like uh, nothing nothing happened but i just remember um you know recognizing it that young. And then you find out later that Autumn had sex at fourteen for the first time. Yeah. That's how like that's how old I was, you know. So um it's it it's something that uh like you said, Tompkins, like women are forced to learn just way too young. Yeah. Um but they quickly they quickly learn. Like those those girls knew that they had to spend a couple of hours with this guy and Skylar knew she had to, you know, hook up with him in some way.
1: And you, in order to make oh. that ask, yeah, and you you see it a couple different times throughout the film, like enacting what you were just talking about. Where especially with Skylar, she will do something where it's it's because um, because with uh, what's what's the the Steve Bannon character Jasper with Jasper, there there are times where it feels like she maybe is enjoying flirting with him, um, and I think that what what makes that so tough to reconcile with is knowing. If you, ad- if you admit in any way that you take pleasure in flirting or that you like to you know, tease a guy, whatever, that that, to the exact same extent that just saying hi to a guy is an excuse, it just keeps it, you know, it feels like someone else is going to take that and use wow. it as fodder.
0: Yeah, there's a real, uh, if you give a mouse a smile thing going on, <laughs> where if I am just polite because I'm polite, or if I'm having fun with it exactly as it is right now, and no further than many people will say, "Hey, doors open." I you have now given me like the the checkered flag to do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh my god! The other day I delivered. I literally was delivering groceries to somebody in need in in like crisis because of COVID nineteen, and I gave him his package of groceries, whatever. And then, f- not even five minutes later, I get a text that says. Um, you so gorgeous, beautiful. And then (laughs) the next text after that was, can I ask you something? And then the next text after that was, are you Jewish? And I was like, ah, no,
1: Classic pickup line.
2: Classic pickup line. (laughs) My family is starving and you just um, fed my family for a week. You so beautiful. Are you Jewish?
0: (laughs) And was it a, like, I hope so or I hope not? kind of question.
2: I don't know.
0: That's the and weird thing about that question.
1: Yeah. yeah
2: I, it wasn't a Jewish guy. There's so no
1: right we, amount of enthusiasm to have. The,
2: <laughs> the answer was, it was either that he <laughs> wanted me to be Jewish for a disgusting fetish reason, or he didn't want me to Jewish be Jewish because of some bigotry reason. Either way, I was just like...
1: Yeah, Sir? once you ask that, there's no answer where you can be like,
2: cool, all right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm just yeah, curious. Yeah, I'm thinking of converting, so... <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so the movie is set up in a way where we know that we're in a town that is pretty poor and we know that, like, we have dozens of examples at the 20-minute mark that guys are not cool to girls who are 16 or 17 and look 16 or 17. We're going to take a break from talking about this movie uh, and talk about different girls in different movies when we come back. <sighs>
1: Mount Rushmore.
0: We are here at Mount Rushmore. Typically, these are mountains dedicated to presidents, but we're not doing that tonight. We are going to build a mountain dedicated to female friends. So, two heads per mountain instead of that stupid one presidential head per mountain like that other one has. You guys are going to alternate, go back and forth uh, to see who is the most iconic or four iconic friendships of female movie history. And I will decide who gets on and who gets the toilet flush. Simone, because you're the guestier person. Sure. Uh, we're going to start with you. Who has to be on this mountain?
2: Thelma and Louise.
0: <laughs> okay, why?
2: Uh, Because they literally drove off a mountain together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the whole movie, the movie is called Two Girls Names. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that sure. is my answer.
1: I was hoping she'd Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I just thought of... <laughs> a new one for this. When you said two girls, it made me think of a different movie of two friends go- <laughs> going through a journey that hopefully one of you mentions. But that is definitely on the mountain. Yeah. All right, Tompkins. What do we got? Now you have never seen a movie that has female characters, is that correct?
1: Well, I've I have seen. They might have. I usually close my eyes in time.
0: uh, uh-huh.
1: So sometimes it seems like there might be, but I'm like out of there by that point. Um. But I have heard. That There's a little movie That How do I describe it One of them Can't sing But is hot The other is hot But can't sing They team up Freak the Mighty style And live an entire Full life together The magical world Of Beaches Hillary and Cecilia From Beaches Hillary and Cecilia Beaches Yes, yes? Okay um, This is an all time Cry movie That I have
0: not seen Because I'm a crier And I don't want to go through it <laughs>
1: It has is. anybody actually seen the movie? So I've seen it like 50 times, and I'm not joking. It was oh, one of the few movies we had on VHS growing up, so I would watch it sometimes a couple times in a day.
2: Wow. Okay. <laughs> cool. It's I, Bette uh, Midler f-
1: and friends, Barbara but... Hershey, I believe, play them. Barbara Hershey, yes. Yeah. They're great. Bette Midler sings. She has the one song that's like, Industry, charity, faith, whoa. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Come on.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> What you're talking about.
1: It's
0: Cecilia and who? I'm sorry.
1: Cecilia and uh, Hillary. Oh,
0: clearly a big fan <laughs> of Beaches.
1: I just know them as Mrs. and Mrs. Beaches.
0: <laughs> is Beaches that movie called Dune?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: okay, I have seen that. Okay. <laughs> Tompkins, you get the point yes. there. Two spots gone, Simone. What do you have?
2: Um. Oh. What were their names? Oh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. The, the, the movie is
1: not looking good
2: Cl- clueless
1: uh uh-huh.
2: the girl in clueless and her friend in clueless yes Alicia silverstone's character and
0: sharon dion
2: yeah sharon dion sharon dion uh that's a movie about um what it's like to be young and in love with your brother yeah <laughs> and you need, a, you need a friend th- there to guide you through and they were really cute and they had a lot of bu- a bunch of cute little montages
0: And they got in a fight where they didn't talk for a little while. Uh, Tompkins did Mr. and Mrs. B
1: just get in a fight. Oh, a huge fight. Oh, my God. You have no idea. Like, years they do not talk. All right. Unfortunately, Tompkins,
0: uh, Clueless is my favorite movie of all time. (laughs) And it's definitely going to get on. We only have one spot left, Tompkins. So better make it good. And I already have in my head who takes this. It's so obvious.
2: I know what it is.
0: Yeah. Just guess what I'm thinking.
2: I know what it
1: is. Well, Boy, that guess faster though. That's throwing me. Uh, Stella and the Delilah from how Stella got her groove back.
2: No, can I guess it? Can I guess it? I know what it is. It just came to my mind.
0: Uh, it is your turn.
2: Francis and her other friend in Francis Ha.
0: No, it is not that either. That's okay, about- the
2: whole movie's about two girls and to be your best friends.
1: Flusher, Flusher Ryan. That- Flusher, real good. <laughs>
2: gonna kill
1: amy them. and molly from Booksmart.
0: <laughs> all right hold on hold up hold up so we have francis haw on the maybe pile uh whatever the fight tompkins just said is not on the maybe pile is ineligible oh how stella got her groove back um tomkins oh, what i know what was the last one you said amy and molly from book smart that is a good one it is not the correct answer
1: okay
2: different film Yes, please do a different film than Booksmart. (laughs) Different film, same actor, Beanie Feldstein, Lady Bird.
1: Lady
0: Bird, oof. That is way better than Booksmart. Mm. I'm going to say Joe March and Beanie from Uh, Lady Bird.
2: Joe March and Beanie, great. (laughs)
1: All right, Uh, is it my turn again?
0: Well, yeah, we have Francis Hobb, we've got Booksmart, we have Lady Bird. Can you beat one of those three?
1: Enid and Rebecca from Ghost World. I've been keeping that one in my back pocket.
0: Oh, shit. Enid and Rebecca. From Ghost World. Those are not real good.
2: names. Those are made up <laughs> names. It's a made yeah, up. I movie. might. name I've never heard of that movie before. I. It's you made that up. I. Mm.
0: Uh, this is unprecedented. It's never happened before. But these maybe options are so good. I might kick off the beaches, ladies, and move some of them <laughs> in. Which means I would have to subtract a Tompkins point.
2: <laughs> God damn it!
1: I
0: want Simone. What do you got? Do you, you have anything else? I do. One.
2: I do have one more. What do you got? It's far back. It's. I guess it's not as far back as Clueless. Um, Mia and the girl who played who did the magic show in The Princess Diaries Mia Thermopolis mm. and her friend
1: Boo.
0: that did a magic show
2: she had like a cable show her friend was named
1: that's not even Lily. a movie about their friendship <laughs> the friendship is incidental to the plot
2: that's maybe true <laughs>
1: Tompkins.
2: <laughs> no! Tompkins what do
1: you got I've got um, Should I, I have two more should I just list them yeah just give them to me Annie and Lillian from Bridesmaids which I know you said we're not looking for ensemble but the film is built around their specific friendship they have the classic 100% out, yeah. they have the classic growth there's also Destiny and Ramona from Hustlers maybe too new but I thought I'd, I'd offer it up
2: wait I have a better one than that <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yes <laughs> Michelle from Romy and Michelle's high
0: school reunion the final answer is obviously Romy and Michelle Um, and I am going to take off the beaches girls what the
2: (laughs) fuck how's that taste
1: Simone is beating me by more points than it should be possible to beat someone by this in a Mount theme Rushmore. Is, the,
2: the theme of this episode is women. <laughs> so you can't have a woman on the show and not expect her to win. Win.
0: Is, that, is that a good theme? Like, can you just do that? Yeah. Or like women. for a parade or a dance? The theme is women. women. All right, guys. Here is your Mount Rushmore of female friendships. We have Thelma and Louise. Uh, those two from Bridesmaids. Sharon Dion from Clueless and Romy and Michelle from their
1: high school reunion. Mm -hmm. I'd watch the shit out of that movie. I dare you to watch Beaches and not eat crow. When we come back, (laughs) we're going to get actually, we're going to leave uh, all of these not
0: paying people aside. We're going to go to Patreon land where we are going to discuss the movie more and also talk about Romanian films.
2: (laughs) talk about Serbian films
0: I'm and rare I'm 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 rare like a two dollar bill
1: like a two dollar bill like a two dollar bill like a two dollar bill, like $2 bill. Oh. I'm rare I'm rare I'm rare. my with got so I had to pipe down up
0: this movie could have very easily been just Autumn's story about her taking her solo Orpheus-like trip to New York but we and Autumn have Skyler how do the two of them together change the movie and what do we make of their quiet understated relationship
2: they're so serious. Teenage girls.
0: Yeah, like, uh, where's the bit,
1: ladies? Can we bit, please? <laughs> Let's just do a bit.
2: I thought Some this was going to be, like, Broad City.
1: I thought once they got to New York, they were going to get caught up in the stand-up comedy world.
2: Yeah, they were going to start taking classes at UCB, and then yeah. there was the competition over who gets on to the house team. And and then wireless. right at the last
0: second, they look at each other, and Skyler's like, wait, you're abortion! And then they just <laughs> run to the clinic as fast as they can.
1: Yeah, just full-on, yeah, Keystone Cops at that point. Oh,
2: no, she had her baby at our improv <laughs> <Yeah>. Brad show. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, M- the marvelous miss navel is that something because that's, that's, that's where something. you get pregnant it yeah pokes out I oh think-
0: Tompkins! i didn't want i was talking about the girls i didn't want you to bit please you don't <laughs> bit. that's no. <laughs> no i'm so sorry i'm done <laughs> um, um
2: yeah, i think it's a very serious relationship which is not very uh typical of you know teenage girls is usually a lot of like they're usually represented as, as oh my God, and chattery and pop culture and there's just none of that.
0: Is this, would you say, more realistic than how movies will typically portray uh, female best friend, cousin type people?
2: I think that... Hmm, that's it definitely captures
1: a side you don't normally get in the movies. Yeah. Like, you see them joke around a little bit Tom like people. at the end, but, but this is like, if... Uh, you kept rolling on Booksmart. You would get shit like this.
2: Although, then again, I mean, the argument can be made that in like in Booksmart, those girls are are wealthy, you know, and like have loving parents. Like these kids are, you know, um, they're in working class homes in a shit town. And yeah, they are families, forced to survive more. <laughs> yeah, and they're unsafe in their daily lives. I mean,
1: um, the thing. The thing that I I like about their relationship is that Skylar, you, uh, like, as soon as Skylar knows, it's not even, there's no discussion, there's nothing. She has a lot of the same type of resolve as Autumn. Uh, She just takes the cash, they go. It's And I like that a lot because, and and they, uh, they establish it, again, in that critical, like, first act, 20 minutes, like, they are, you know, like, in the sorority of, women who have to just fucking survive they both understand they both go through the same shit and I think Skylar really helps you track autumn's journey because in some ways she is seeing her future in some ways she is seeing uh stuff she's already been through but then there's also this huge chunk of it that she has no access to there are you know like you never really see Skylar alone um, you go off and follow Autumn. And I think that's really important to understanding what's going on for Skylar here is that she's on this journey to get Tons. her friend what she needs. And there's this, it almost feels like it's addressing this sort of myth of like sisterhood um, of like, we've all been through this, we're all in this together. But like at the end of the day, Autumn goes into the room alone. Right.
2: And then afterwards she asks her like, what was it like? Did it hurt? And Autumn just completely brushes it off and doesn't there's give There's nothing
0: her- to say. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I also don't have that sort of personality where I need to tell you, you know? I don't know if Skylar does, but Autumn isn't like, oh my God, check it out. just uh, well, that, like, that's this, a it's not important thing. information.
2: Right, yeah. and that's a teenage girl thing typically is to, to tell tell your best friend, tell each other everything. You know, yeah. uh, talk all night. And, and it's just not that. And I don't think that it's necessarily more realistic, but I think that uh, a more serious, pared down, silent you know i think you sort of understated relationship um just fits the that's where you see you know the the drama you know there's no drama in the in the dialogue there's no drama in even really that much interpersonal stuff nothing 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 huge happens there's no you know and there's so but the drama is in In the silence and the the serious lack of joy and the lack of, um, you know, levity and frivolity that these two girls are going through.
0: And I think it really, like, uh, focuses and exploits, like, the relationship of cousins because they're clearly not friends that met at some point in their, you know, in sixth grade or seventh grade, but they're also not sisters. They grew up together and they're closer than friends but aren't sisters, and... I didn't know what they were for a long time but when it was revealed that they were cousins I was like of course they're fucking cousins
1: yeah I, I also think like a huge moment for like the closest Skylar gets to having her own sort of moment is like so so Uh, they meet this guy Jasper on the bus when they're heading into New York at the time he's just like another example of a guy who won't leave them alone but later on when they need money for a bus ride back home Skylar calls Jasper and is willing to hang out with him the entire night string him along and is doing that thing we talked about of like a power you sort of wish you didn't have where you can kind of tell she has like the math laid out in her head of like, I can get the money from this guy. I don't want to fucking do it. I wish I didn't have to, but it's there. And what else are we going to do? She Tom won't let teams. me call our parents. And, and so the moment and, and another, like, it's that very dreamlike quality that the movie occasionally slips into. Um, Skylar is making out with Jasper. And at first autumn is like, yeah, do it she like, she's like she
0: says straight up go like yeah we all serve our roles on the team here sky yeah and
1: it's my job to like kick back and watch the suitcase and be pregnant <laughs> you gotta go yeah and you're like, what is this? I mean, it's it's such a stressful moment watching because it's like, what is going to fucking oh, end? And know? then
2: she leaves Penn Station and is yeah. immediately overwhelmed and goes back into Penn Station. And you're just like, ugh.
1: Yeah. But in, in a very dreamlike way where it almost slips into like a Miranda July level of surrealism.
2: You get she's... a point for saying Miranda July. <laughs> just, you don't have to the end the sentence there. <laughs>
1: Miranda July? Right. Go. Don't do <laughs> it. God, do you me. know how that works, <laughs> Tom? Kings? I know. I know. Every time. I Anyways, see, so Skylar's is making out with Jasper, and Autumn comes up to her behind this pillar and just reaches out and, like, grabs on to Skylar's little pinky, and they just hold hands while Skylar has to do this disgusting thing she doesn't want to. And I think that is this, like, coming together, because it's not just that... Autumn has shit going on that Skylar can't participate in. Especially when Jasper comes back into the picture, you also see how much uh, things are different and inaccessible and uh, to Autumn. And, and like when Jasper and Skylar seem to be like having slightly more fun, like Autumn is sitting there being like, "I'm fucking pregnant right now." But they have this like coming together moment of like there's nothing to say there's nothing to do we can't fix it but there's just this this, like tiniest little contact that makes all the difference
0: and the reason why that scene is perfect is when autumn grabs skylar's hand it's not like the music swells and the strings blare and they close their eyes and they know that they're together but skylar's first reaction is like what the fuck is there like (laughs) seriously another guy touching me (laughs) oh no wait it's my cousin okay we're gonna be okay
2: yeah and it also really just underscores how fucking creepy this guy is because you know you could just be like oh well he's like you know like a 23 year old yeah it's gross that he wants to hang out with a 17 year old but it's like why are you hanging out with these two girls while you're in new york you don't care that that they're obviously younger than they're saying. You don't care that one of them is completely checked out, doesn't wanna be there, is physically uncomfortable and barely speaks to you. You don't care that that they have these weird reasons for why they can only do certain things. You're just like great, as long as I can continue to hang out with you and buy you drinks, I'm yeah. fucking fine. It's with working. It. It's working. It's just like, do, are you in the city to meet up with people? Where are the people you said you would meet up with? You're just hanging out with two strange young girls, yeah, doing, who are unhappy, and you don't see any. You know, I'm sure he's. And the thing about these kinds of people is they're not stupid. They can see it. They just don't care. Yeah, they
0: yeah. It's it's like a different. It, it doesn't really glow on their predator vision like other stuff does. And I think that the movie is trying to like. Not trick you, but sort of like coax you into thinking that, like, but not not all guys. Like Jasper is not without his flaws, but look, he's a stand-up guy, and then yeah,
2: he pays for their ticket.
0: Yeah, well, it, but the second he can make it transactional, he does and does not miss a beat. Like he hits that as hard as he can.
1: Yeah, I, I I think that so so there's like also an interesting discussion to be had about like the experience of watching this as someone who identifies as a man versus someone who identifies as a woman because as uh woman viewer, like I, I think that the experience is more like you're you're seeing it through audio, obviously, and the whole world is pressing in around this. As a guy, you're getting that, but you're also thinking of the times where it's like, how close to Jasper have I been? Mm-hmm. Right. And because I think one thing this movie does very smartly is there's no bad guy. There's no like, this is the one who hurt me. This is it's it's this infinite collection of like you know tiny you know tiny little pinpricks in some cases and so then as a guy watching it it really forces you to question like when have i just been that tiny little extra bit of like shitty weight on someone else's life
2: yeah i mean i've certainly as a teenager made out with people who i did not want to be touching um, you know, gone on dates with people I did not want to be going on dates with. And I guarantee you that none of the very nice people who that happened with are walking around thinking, you know, that girl that I made out with when I was 16 did not like it. Like there's, they don't, they don't know. Yeah. And it, so I think it's, yeah, I think it's really um cool to recognize that, uh you know, that, that, that it's not necessarily just like the caricature or the, like we said, the, the trope or the stereotype of the like big, bad mean stepdad or the big creepy slime ball, you know, who just, you know, what let you meet when you're in the city. Like, um, these are just people who are like, some of them are worse than others. And I think uh-huh. that
0: is an actual trick that the movie tries to play is from the get go. You're like, Oh, stepdad villain raped her. We know we got it. We've seen this movie right. before. And that's, He's just the first in a long line.
2: Then we never see him again. And and we find out. And and I totally, I totally expected that when she was doing that interview and when she said how many sexual partners have you had, that Autumn was going to say one. And it was going to be obvious that it's like my stepdad has been raping me since I was 14. But she says six. She slept with six different people. Yeah. And we
0: have no idea. We have like, no
2: idea who they are, what those circumstances yeah. how were, how consensual or not how it was. consensual who the first person was, if it was because of initial abuse that we don't know at all. Yeah. So. And
1: yeah, it, again just the movie really invites you to like embrace complexity. And it's it's great that the stepdad drops away. I I yeah, was a little bit worried when he first popped up that it was going to be too like too obvious of like sort of a a red herring but like having him go away and having like jasper is the most prominent but there's just still this infinite string throughout the movies of like shitty dude shitty dude shitty dude shitty dude and yeah it's it's sort of it is an invitation to compare your behavior to them and what they do so well about jasper is that he's someone that you as a man i think absolutely don't want to identify with but then when you look at him on the ground doing it you're like you can see how it's justifiable to him and mm-hmm. also probably how there were times in your life where you were doing something in that ballpark and right. we're thinking at the time like well she texted me you i, I think there's
0: guys watching this movie who are watching it like tompkins like uh you know rethinking on their past and saying oh my god i hope i like reflecting i hope i never came out and then there's other guys watching this being like it's not like that. I'm totally fine. Everything <laughs> right. I've done is or, totally or good.
2: Like at the, Or even just the bus. The, the one that really struck me, because there's so much in this movie that's obviously egregious, like the man on the subway who's masturbating the, and the way the stepdad is. But mm-hmm. even just the conversation between um, Jasper and the girls on the bus, when she makes it completely clear... Through body language that she does not want to talk to him, is very polite about it, but does makes no effort to continue a conversation with him, and pretty much brushes him off as politely as possible. And still he asks, and she says no. And still he says, well maybe if you change your mind. And she says, probably not. We're really going to be busy. And then he says, well why don't I just let me just give you my number. Because, you know, and and what harm is that to just give someone your number? And they can choose, yeah. like, because then it's up to you. Like, you you don't have to text me, but you'll have my number as the option just in case you change your mind. And it's like, Simple. how is how that's a very innocuous thing to just be like, well, I'm just giving them the option. But you have time and time again given them the option. And they've continually told you no. And you are still, uh, you know, still trying, still saying, well, but, but, you know, how about and trying to wear away. At um at at that no at that initial no and so yeah. what it, 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 is a yes after ten no's still a yes, you know.
0: The other thing too that we have in that scene is one of the few times I think like the director really makes herself known through editing more than camera and Jasper touches Skylar on the jacket to get her attention and she hangs on that hand for a really long time. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh, guys. You know what that means. It's speed round time. So I'm going to ask you just as serious questions, but you have far less time to answer them. Number one, is it possible that Hollywood started COVID so as to not have to give Eliza Hittman an Oscar nomination for Best Director?
1: Absolutely. This is not a movie they want out there right now.
0: Absolutely not. (laughs) Tompkins, you got that correct. Uh, What is the best
1: New York City subway for sleeping on? The one, two, three line. You can go express or local. It runs forever back and forth. It doesn't have the weird seats on it that are all different directions. So you no, can lie down Wrong. On the answer.
2: No, wrong. Wait, is this only supposed to be Tompkins right now? No, you it's
1: know, never it's supposed to be Tompkins. Be the, the
2: answer is the Q because you wake up in Coney Island.
0: <laughs> oh, that's where you always want to wake up. Uh, let's see. Has Tompkins
1: ever called his dog Chewy a slut? Yes.
2: Yeah, I- <laughs> But that's only because it's true.
1: He is an yeah, no. incredibly slutty dog. I name another dog he hasn't humped. You can't.
0: Uh, yeah, but there's something about so the way that you say that he... the word
1: slut. He
2: knocked yeah, me to the I don't like it either. Him.
1: It's you know what it is. I don't say it very often, so it doesn't. <laughs> so
2: when you say it, it really counts.
1: <laughs> well, it's like it's like okay, that's someone who's clearly not practiced. It's it's stumbling out of his mouth. <laughs> we
0: already got into this, but not enough. Uh, how and why and where and when and what the fuck? Why is there a live chicken in an arcade, and is that okay?
1: <laughs> I I I. It's it's such a great. I mean, you the director could have easily fucked that up by being like, and it's like she's the chicken or something stupid <laughs> like that. But that's this is what the director has such a great eye for. Is like she's just moving around a situation. She's just looking for ways to show there. There's one other moment in this movie that I think I'm gonna talk about. Later on, so I don't want to spoil it here, but where it's just like tiny and fucked up, but really glanced over, and the way that she she just like addresses normal shit is, like this is out there and you and and like it's 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 there to be seen. I'm just putting it out there really quick.
0: What if after all of this movie, uh, it was just like uh, words on the screen? It was like protect chickens, and that was the entire point of <laughs> everything we main... watched. It, it,
2: it that Peta produced this movie? <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, Tomkin. Good job, guys. That's the end of the speed around. Uh, we have so many awards to give this movie and this movie only. So when we come back, it's award season.
2: Sometimes
0: I That's right, it's awards time. You guys are going to nominate uh, different things for awards, and I'm going to decide who is the winner and who gets the points. First up is New Yorkiest Moment. Now, Simone, you've only visited New York for a couple days, so we're going to start with Tompkins, who is the king of New York. What is the New Yorkiest Moment?
1: The New Yorkiest Moment is the subway jerker. Guy jerking off in public is New York Baby.
0: Now, I am from uh, Southern California, so we only have Subway sandwiches, but that does not stop me from jerking off in Subways. Simone, what do you got?
2: Well, that was going to be my answer, so I guess... Just do
0: it. You're probably going to get the point.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll give a different one, which is um, getting a disappointing slice of pizza from Penn Station. (laughs)
0: That's also really good. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, all of my. Ooh. I've never been to New York. It horrifies me, and it's because You've of never all the people been here. Really, wow. I've never been. Yeah, it's just the people jerking off <laughs> <It> scares the <laughs> shit out of me.
2: <laughs> yeah, every time Tomkins and I would ride the subway, I'd be like, "Oh, again with this," and he'd be like, "I uh, have to." It's New York. It's New York, baby. I grew up here, so I've seen. You know, I've seen every man. I love masturbating in public <laughs> at this point.
1: And uh, many that you don't. What? Many that you don't love. Many
2: that I don't love. Yeah. No, I've loved them all. Well,
0: <laughs> as soon as they start jer- jerking off, you sort of fall in love with them right yeah. in the moment. Simone, yeah, that's
2: how I met my husband.
0: <laughs> most, <laughs> most pregnant moment of the movie.
2: Um, definitely when she is having her uh, miscarriage. <laughs> uh, you really remember that she's pregnant there. Uh, when she starts bleeding because of the first part of the abortion, you're like, "This girl's, this girl's pregnant. She's pregnant. That's fucking
1: pregnant. Yeah, uh,
0: Tompkins, can you beat that?"
1: I hope so. I have one that's uh, very pregnant in both senses of the word. And uh, it's when she gets the ultrasound at like the weird pro-life clinic. And they're like, this is going to be the best sound you've ever heard. And it's this like (laughs) alien fucking a sheet of tinfoil noise while you see this little alien fucker baby inside of her. She's so pregnant. It's so pregnant with tension. It's a horror movie moment. Wow. Like, she should yeah. have
2: said to that clinician, like, bitch, you ever listen to the Smiths? The most beautiful sound I've ever heard is not his heartbeat.
0: That was also in her hometown where she was like, wait, is this just one of those grocery stores pregnancy tests? And the doctor, quote unquote, was like, uh, yeah. What do you want? <laughs> Idiot. Uh, pound for pound performance, which means it doesn't have to be one of the leads. Just who spent their screen time the best. Simone, which performance do you think won?
2: I mean, you don't want to say the main character, but I, based on the, even if the whole movie was her doing the, with the titular, uh, you know, like, with the never sometimes, that scene, if it was just that, then she'd still win. It was Autumn. Imagine. Well,
1: yeah, of course she'd win if it was just that one scene.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah if it was just the best scene. I guess that makes no sense. I guess what I'm trying to say is if the whole movie were just that scene, it would be enough for me. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: Okay, that's fair and better.
0: Um, okay, uh, thank you. Very hard to argue with, Tompkins. I would say almost impossible. I'm going to put my hand right above the Simone button.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with Talia Ryder, uh, who plays the cousin. I was absolutely blown. I mean, she does not get... A, never rarely, sometimes always moment or scene. <laughs> As they call them in the acting yeah. world. <laughs> yes. It's the new four-year consideration. Um In a movie that has very little moments to act, she gets even fewer than Autumn, and you get such a full and beautiful understanding of her character. I thought she absolutely blew it out of the water.
2: I... uh I want to change my answer to the grocery store employee who kisses their hands. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I thought that was so smooth and smart. Great flirting pickup.
1: I, I heard he improved that.
2: Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. I'll go with my original. I'll go with my original. I'll go with my
0: original. And I like how they were like, oh, we'll get some Foley in here for the kissing. And he was like, oh, no need, my friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> these are going to be some loud kisses. <laughs> I'm going to kiss
0: these hands so hard. Ryan. You guys are both gross. I. Uh, <laughs> cringiest moment Tompkins We talked in a about movie full of them <laughs> cringiest yeah. moment
1: slutty dog
2: <laughs> yeah
0: is that the Phoebe from Friends song that <laughs> yes. Wait, can, I,
2: can we dig into this a minute was he touching the dog's genitals when he was doing that or was he he was
1: being too sexual with the dog and he was also way. doing it in a way where it's clear that he was Testing his wife's boundaries. <laughs> yeah, and doing that in front and of his like, their, yes. it,
2: And his dogs. Yes. That dog was saying, no, no, no.
1: But he's doing... <laughs> that dog it,
2: was not into it.
1: It's so much clearer once you've seen you know, the scene later on, but he's doing that weird pedo thing of like, what if I do this? Is this bad? Are you going to stop me from doing that? Okay. And then he knows next time he can push things just a little extra. Oh, that,
0: God that was- damn it. Simone, what is the cringiest moment?
2: That was definitely the cringiest moment, but a little like kind of understated, really sad moment that made me just kind of cringe with sadness that goes really quickly is right at the beginning of the movie when um, the mom is saying, um, tell her she was good. And (laughs) the stepdad goes... Like no, basically, and then he's like, "Your mom wants me to tell you that you're good."
1: Yeah, and
2: you're just like, "Oh my god, this! I don't know anything about this fucking teenager, but I we need to remove her from this situation." It's just just so, a
1: Russian nesting doll of shittiness yeah. that I mean, you but peel back so fast.
2: Yeah, obviously the dog scene is the cringiest though.
0: As a person who spent his teen years uh, having a mom who collected stepdads for him, uh, (laughs) that was super accurate, particularly the... Did you notice that he took a drink of the beer right when the scene started and sat it down next to seven other beers? (laughs) Uh, They're at a pizza party celebrating her performance, and he is shit-faced. Yeah. But yeah, that dog shit is fucked up. (laughs) All right, guys. uh, This is my first Eliza Hittman movie. I don't know if it's yours, if you saw Beach Rat. So it might be hard to do director's signature. But what do we think is going to be an Eliza move that uh, for the future? Tompkins, we'll start with you. Yeah.
1: Uh, it was just briefly mentioned that I was hoping we could uh, open the can on it just now. The hand kissing. It is so fucked up and weird, but it's not emphasized at all. And it's so perfectly acted where like you realize that for these girls, it's just like, ugh, all right, worst part of the, the workday, you know, time for the hand kissing. Um, but it, it's not lingered on and it's not explained. It's just a very fucked up thing that feels so surreal and realistic at the same time. And also, I've never been a cashier. So I was also like, that's a a normal part of the job, right? That's not like <laughs> protocol.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's perfect because uh, she's not like, look at this world and feel how different it is than yours. But I'm going to take how crazy this world is and make you believe that it's normal. Yeah. like. I was never like, no, shut up. I was like, oh damn, <laughs> Simone, what do
1: you got?
2: Um, her signature. Uh, I think the silence. Mm. I think the. I think the. Um, Which the, signature would be your silence? The lack of fear of silence. Silence. <laughs> silence would be your signature.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, like she. She wasn't a. F- well, you know she. There was no, there was not a single unnecessary word. And there weren't even, sometimes there weren't even some of the necessary words. Like, you know what (laughs) I mean? Like that, that made me sound like a fucking idiot. But what I'm trying to say is that sometimes the silence really forced you to pay attention and figure things out based on, on smaller clues and things from the, you know, the, the, the actor's performances or to remember things from earlier on that and then piece them together later.
0: And when I hear somebody describe a movie like that that I haven't seen yet, I sort of run away. Like, mm. well, then I will not watch that. And this wasn't that. Like, it was hard to watch, but not boring. Oh my God, I have to sit and watch people sit for hours. Like, no, it was it's still riveting. Yeah. Sloan. What, Tompkins? What?
1: I'm applauding your Shut judgment. The fuck up. I know that was you.
0: I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Tompkins, for that. I'll give you a point for that. Tompkins. Uh, so those are the awards. Um, when we come back, we are going to see how this movie is going to do in the final bracket. Come on, let me hold it. And we are back with the final scores. But before we get to that, I want to know, without having a bracket or knowing what the movie is up against, how do you guys think this movie is going to fare as the movie of 2020?
1: It's so hard to... <laughs> there are so many variables Has at there play. Have any
2: I... other movies this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, at yeah, this point, have. its strongest competition is The Way Back, which is good in a very different sort of way. Um I think but, it's going to be a strong contender and and especially for the Your Pop Filter brand it's going to do very well. Which um, is
0: the pop filter brand is just trying to prove that we're woke. So yeah,
1: <laughs> that we're woke and smart. Um I I think it I think it'll do very well. I I feel like in a because it's so understated even for critics of our caliber in a normal <laughs> year it might wind up getting overshadowed by like a louder more fun movie but hmm. in this current environment i it it feels it's not quite a lock but boy is it a strong contender like
0: let's be clear it's called never rarely sometimes always not never rarely sometimes always world tour so that <laughs> is going against it hard
1: a big knock against it yeah
2: If they could figure out how to make it into kind of like a like a boss baby kind of thing. (laughs) Where there's like a boss baby. It was
1: distinctly missing, yeah, like a boss baby element. And she had siblings.
2: And she was gonna have a fucking baby. (laughs) And then they were they just took that off the plate entirely.
1: (laughs) This is the boss baby origin story. He was aborted. Yeah. The boss (laughs) baby boss baby.
0: So for those of you who don't, uh, you're not Patreon members, just so you know what you missed, uh, Tompkins and I had very serious uh, film conversations in British accents about this movie (laughs) and all movies, while Simone screamed Boss Baby at the top of her lungs over and over and over again.
2: As I want to do.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I ball
2: my fists up like a little baby and I go...
0: (laughs) (laughs) You sound like a switchblade. All right. We have got (laughs) to get to the score. Simone... You had a rollicking, very high, 31 points, but unfortunately, this pompous piece of shit asshole (laughs) scored 36 and is going Uh, to take the showdown tonight. Uh, So, Tompkins, you know more about women than anyone else. What do you you say about that?
1: I think they should be loved and respected. I shouldn't have started out that way because that's not a good premise for a bit. I honestly believe it. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to win graciously because I want to do it more. Yeah, uh-huh. s- really Simone, you're you a great dress. Like- Sorry, I wiped the fucking floor with you.
2: <laughs> it's okay. I'm probably going to uh, just like pop into Manhattan and get a quick abortion. To get
0: <laughs> you know, We'll see what happens when I'm in town. Uh, Tompkins, what ruins your victory speech is how you're furiously kissing me and Simone's
1: hands as you talk. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of but impressive, quit actually. Quit
2: it. yeah. Play off. Uh,
1: I yeah. alternate so quickly is the thing. The time <laughs> in between kisses is...
2: Yeah, I never know which hand. <laughs> uh, and that
0: is our show. We have ads to do, but I will do those later. Simone, thank you so much for uh, coming on and uh, losing to Tompkins. If people want more of you, how do they do that?
2: I just deleted my Twitter, so congrats to me because, wow, my mental health needed it. You can follow me on Instagram at localhoney, spelled H-U-N-N-Y, or you can go to my website, simonenorman.com, which is where I put my things that I write, and you can watch me on um, CBS All Access on the show, Tuning Out the News
0: you canceled your Twitter with all of your followers and then came on this podcast. Yeah, so had,
2: thank you for I that. 30, Why do you followers? think she... <laughs> I was I was mortified. Yeah, sorry about that. But I'll boost it from the DSA account. That's fine. <laughs> you
0: Perfect. You will still get your check. Tompkins, where can people find you?
1: They can find me at at TompOfficial on Twitter. Nowhere else.
0: <laughs> okay. No address or anything?
1: Nope. I'm PO Box? one.
0: <laughs> hbo go password <sighs> if you it's got simone
2: one is beautiful <laughs> that's
0: his password. i'm i'm stoked at how cool you are with that simone that that's his password all right we're gonna yeah, take I've asked we're, him. we're gonna take one last break and when we come back the rest of the ads okay now that the children are gone and it's just me and you audience Let me tell you about some boring stuff that you don't care about. First of all, Tompkins and Simone, thank you one last time for being on the show. You two were wonderful. Obviously, one was more wonderful than the other. I also want to make sure that I tell you about YourPopFilter.com. That is our home base website. Go there to get everything you need that's pop filter related. Um, And while you're there, go to YourPopFilter.com slash Amazon. Make that your new Amazon bookmark. And then... uh, if you use that Amazon, you will support us a lot more and Amazon a lot less. And isn't that what we're all looking to do right now? On the website or an Apple podcast or on Stitcher or wherever you get your shows, we do have a lot of them. Right now, you're listening to Movie of the Year. Please also check out the Superhero Show show where me, Mike, and Cassie re- review every single TV show based on a comic book. And then the OCD where Mike and I review every single episode of the OC. We also have a Patreon. We would love for you to check that out. It's patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. Go there and choose a tier. There's everything as low as $1 all the way up to millions of dollars. So you get to determine how much support you want to give to us. And that would be a month. That would be millions of dollars per month. We have a couple of social media things, I think, that we use. Twitter is at yourpopfilter. Follow us there. Instagram, also at yourpopfilter. And then if you have any arguments with how tonight went and you want us to face those arguments live on the air, email us. Contact at yourpotfilter.com and we will fight you with words if you're into that. Okay. So thanks again for listening and we will see you next week.